Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys a 12-team PPR mock draft from the first overall spot. Now, I do a lot of mock drafts on my channel, as well as a lot of other videos where we just break down fantasy football, and I go in-depth on certain things. So if you guys want to see more videos out of me, I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So please click that subscribe button down below if you're new. If you're not new, please click that like button and leave a comment down below at any point. If you want to talk about something, I always make sure to answer down below in the comments, as well as you guys can purchase my draft guide down below in the description. It's very cheap, and I made it so that it would be like that so that everyone can get it and it has my rankings it has a lot of other helpful stuff to help you guys win your league as well so without further ado let's get right into it we're on fantasypros.com have or it's a ppr mock draft 12 teams pick numero one the quarter the roster positions are one quarterback two running backs two wide outs a tight end kicker defense six bench spots and one flex and we're drafting based on the composite adp of espn fan tracks rt sports adp and fantasy football calculator ADP to get a better idea of what's going to happen because if you draft just against the experts I don't feel like that's exactly how most people draft since most people aren't experts and the quarterbacks don't really go when you would assume they would actually go if this was a real draft with your friends so right now it's pretty obvious we are the 101 pick the first overall pick of the draft and while there's some people that might say oh take Saquon Barkley I'd rather take the safety in Christian McCaffrey a thousand receiving yards a thousand rushing yards are pretty much guaranteed for Christian McCaffrey the guy's going to get a zillion dump offs from Teddy Roosevelt, Teddy Bridgewater this year. I think there's just no reason not to just take the safety in Christian McCaffrey. Sure, I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a baller year, and I would not be surprised at all if he finished as the running back number one by the end of the season. But with that said, I just want to take the guy that I feel super duper confident in year in, year out. I was confident in Christian McCaffrey last year, and I just like I'm confident with him yet again in 2020. After we went with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley came off the board, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, which is a bit early for him, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Hop, Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Kenny Drake, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Julio Jones, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, Kittle, Lamar Jackson, and Pat Mahomes. So we see the big two tight ends come off the board in the second round, as well as the big two quarterbacks. going to be very typical. Typically, you're going to see all four of those guys go within the second or third round of your draft. Now, it's kind of hard to determine when quarterbacks are going to go, because in some leagues, you're going to be in. Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes might be the first pick of the draft, whereas in other leagues, the people are going to wait until like the fourth round, so you could really go either way but personally I'm gonna go ahead and draft a quarterback later that's just how I like to do it at tight end I would be perfectly fine drafting a guy like Kittle or Kelsey in the second or third round well I don't necessarily do it every time because it's not my preferred strategy my preferred strategy is to stack up running backs go with either two or three in the first three rounds I understand going three in a row might be a bit concerning because you might think oh I can only start two but no you got the flex and especially on this spot though on the turn I don't really like doing that strategy since I feel like the running backs kind of go by the time it's your pick on the second go around obviously here on the turn so looking at guys still available at running back ch leonard fournette todd Gurley, chris carson melvin gordon Le'Veon bell wide receivers alan robinson kenny galladay mikey evans and dj moore to me this is kind of an easy selection while i love some of these wide receivers first i'd like to go and attack the running back and ch to me is an easy pick here i'd more like to get him in the third round but this is the turn from the second into the third round. He is my RB2. I think just like McCaffrey, we're going to see him getting a lot of dump-offs out of the backfield. Now, I understand the running back coach of Kansas City came out and said, oh, Damian Williams is going to be good this year. It's going to be much better. I don't fucking believe it. They drafted Chris Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for a reason. I think he's going to have a good year, and out of all the running backs available, he is by far 
the safest to be drafting in the second round. I really don't think they would have drafted him that high if they didn't expect him to get a whole lot of work, and I don't think Damian Williams is really going to hurt him at all. So now we are probably going to go ahead and attack the wide receiver position. So looking at wide receivers, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Mikey Evans, DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, or Odell Beckham Jr. Another thought would be to go tight end, a guy like Mark Andrews, which is something I'm not opposed to, but I've done that. I did that, I think, last video for mock drafts, so if you guys want to see more mock drafts, there's obviously more on my channel, but I'm going to go with wide receiver here, and a lot of these guys are very close for me. DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay are very, very close to my ranking. Same goes with Mike Evans and Allen Robinson, but to me, I think I have the slight edge for Kenny Galladay. I just think there's a safer quarterback situation there, and we saw Kenny Galladay ball out with and without Matthew Stafford, so while I like DJ Moore, and I think he could still have a great season, even with Teddy Bridgewater, I think he will have a great season. I just like Kenny Galladay slightly more, but for me, they're in the same tier on Fantasy Pros. They're in two different tiers. I think that both guys are definitely excellent options in the third round, and DJ Moore is a guy that I've seen fall into the fourth round multiple times, so I wouldn't even be, I'd be very ecstatic in the fourth round to get a guy like that to add to my team. So now we're going to go ahead. It's going to take, if you're in a real draft, you're probably going to sit there and shove your thumb straight up your ass because you have no idea what to do because you're going to be sitting there for another 20 minutes before it's your pick. That's kind of why I like to pick at the turn, actually, because then I can just focus on doing some other stuff, marking all the names off. Whereas when you're in the middle, your head's constantly on a goddamn swivel trying to figure out what's going to happen. When on the edge, on the turn, you can actually dictate what happens in the draft. Right here, I could have hammered three running backs in a row, and then the it's kind of fucked over here because now people are going to be really reaching for running backs. You really start the runs in this situation. So after we went Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans can't the board, followed by TG, Todd Gurley, who I don't really like in the third round. To me, he's a fourth round kind of pick, even though I understand he's the Atlanta leading rusher. He's going to get a lot of opportunity. I don't think Dirk Cutter really uses the running back good enough, and obviously there's huge concerns with his knee and how healthy the guy really is. After Todd Gurley, we see Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Leonard Fournette, Adam Thielen, OBJ, who I don't understand at all in the third round. They're going to be a run-first system in Cleveland with coach Kevin Stefanski. I really don't understand that. Mark Andrews is an excellent pick in the third round. I really like Mark Andrews. I think he has the same year as last year where he just absolutely balled out, but I think could be even better. I wouldn't even be surprised if he was the number one tight end, especially since I think the Ravens are going to be more likely to throw the ball. After Andrews, we see David Johnson come off the board, who I like in the third round. I'd prefer in the fourth round, but hey, it's a solid pick, but I'd prefer him to be my running back three. If I drafted Tyreek there, I probably would have just drafted a safer pick in Le'Veon Bell, who I would have felt much more confident in than David Johnson, since David Johnson clearly has some injury concern for the Houston Texans. After that, it's Amari Cooper, who I don't like at all. I mean, he's going to finish inside the top 12, but he's one of those guys who's got that icy hot like he's Shaq. One game, he balls the fuck out. The next game, he's terrible, but it doesn't matter because you'd think, oh, he's going to ball it against a bad team, do shit against a good team. No, he'll, he'll literally butt fuck a team that is literally the best defense in the league, and then he will get clamped down by some corner that should be playing out of college or like some Juco team, but in reality, he's in the NFL, and he just clamps down Amari Cooper. After that, we got my ball, Zacherts, Zacherts, who I think is going to have a down year. Sure, he'll be fine at tight end. I just wouldn't be surprised if this is the year where it really took a turn, considering Dallas Godert was seeing a lot more looks last season compared to 2018. After that, we see Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, put two picks that I really like. Shortly after Calvin or after Cooper Cup, obviously, we're going to see Robert Woods. So after Calvin Ridley, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Melvin Gordon, I'm really starting to like Tyler Lockett a lot more. After looking back at his stats, the guy's just an absolute safety net. The guy's going to be good yet again, probably a top 20 wide receiver very easily. I talked about him in a risers video yesterday. Robert Woods is a guy who I really like as well, and Cortland Sutton's a guy who really fell for me due to the fact that I'm just worried about the fact that there might be too many cooks 
in the kitchen in Denver. They have Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, Albert O. There's just so many options there that I really worry that might be too many mouths to feed for Cortland Sutton to really have a great season like we saw down the stretch after Emmanuel Sanders left. Melvin Gordon, obviously, is a guy who I also don't like. While I think his value in the fourth round is perfectly fine, I'll take him in a couple of leagues. He's not a guy I'm necessarily targeting due to the fact that I think we're to see a split share more than a workhorse role out of Melvin Gordon since I don't think Philip Lindsay is really all that bad of a player. So now we are up right now. We got Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Kenny G on the team. So right here, I'd honestly like to go ahead and hammer maybe a running back and a wide receiver or two running backs in a row. But first, we'll go ahead, actually, I guess, and pick the running back that we would like here. There is definitely some good quarterbacks still available, but I like to wait till later in the draft to go ahead and attack that position. So right now, at running back, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, all still available. I really like Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery the most out of these two guys. Now, I actually had the same conversation in a mock draft a couple days ago. Who you guys prefer, Montgomery or Jonathan Taylor? I think I'm going to go with the upside in Jonathan Taylor because I am pretty confident in CEH. I think Jonathan Taylor, a couple weeks in the season, has the potential to be a top 12 running back for your fantasy football team. So I think him as my flex is pretty solid. But now we can either go ahead and attack a wide receiver that I really like or hammer and load up on that robust running back strategy like my name was the fantasy counselor. And I might just do that here and secure a guy. But there are so many running backs that I like in the next couple of rounds. That I feel like if we miss out on one of these wide receivers, we're going to have a bad time. So right here, Terry McLaurin, DJ Chark are the guys I like the most. I uh, Right now, if they weren't there, Stefan Diggs is not a bad consolation prize. Neither is DK Metcalf. But to me, Terry McLaurin is one of those guys that I'm hammering down on. He is one of my guys in my draft guide article. I just fucking love Terry McLaurin. I think he's going to have a great season. We've seen Dwayne Haskins go to town on those workout tapes that he puts on Instagram. Obviously, some workout tape you see on Instagram doesn't necessarily mean the guy's going to have a humongous season, but he should look better than last year. And Terry McLaurin did it against the best cornerbacks on the other team for pretty much the whole season. So I'm not really uncomfortable with drafting him knowing he's going to be the wide receiver one, especially since I think that Terry McLaurin is just going to look even better as is Dwayne Trashcan, Hashcan. So after we went with our pick of Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin, after TMC, we see DK Metcalf, T.Y. Hilton, who I I don't really like T.Y. Hilton, if I'm being completely honest with you. I just don't really see it. I mean, I think he'll be fine with Phillip Rivers, but we've clearly seen the injuries impact the player. James Conner came off the board next, followed by Baby Chuck, do-do-do-do-do-do, Baby Chuck. Devontae Parker, who I'm very off of, even as a Miami Dolphins fan, I don't think he's going to have all that great of a season. Stefan Diggs, Deshaun Watson, Darren Waller, A.J. Green, who's a god-awful pick Hollywood Brown, Jarvis Landry, super safe pick, Tyler Boyd, Kyler Murray, Debo Samuel, Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, Russell Wilson, Mark Ingram, Evan Ingram, double Ingram, one bad, one perfectly fine, Devin Singletary, Raheem Mostert, and then Julian Edelman. I'm really off of Evan Ingram. I really think that injury concern really scares me. I don't want to draft a guy in the first six rounds. I think it might only play eight to ten games, so I'm going to go ahead and fade him for sure there. So now we are back up on the clock. Julian Edelman going in the sixth round, kind of rising up the draft boards, but it makes complete sense considering the guy has been so safe the last zillion years he's been playing football. So now it's our pick up here. First, we're going to go ahead and get our wide receiver. And actually, we're going to get our running back first, Dave Montgomery. I wanted to pick him the last round, but he still fell to us here. If we were not able to get him, Kareem Hunt would have easily been the pick 
as well, or a guy like James White, even in the sixth round. I mean, it is kind of early, but I really see a lot of value out of him. I think he's going to be a dump-off monster this year, getting the dump-offs from Cam Newton. So a wide receiver, typically I go with the safer type of pick in Marvin Jones. But in this video, we're going to go with the big dick strategy and draft a guy that might have, he might bust but he might be busting right on your opponent's face. So we're going to go ahead and go with either Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks, both of the Houston Texans, both high upside pick, both high risk of injury. If Brandon Cooks gets hurt again, the guy's probably out of the NFL. If Will Fuller gets hurt again, he'll probably be tying his shoes and he'll fucking break his leg or something because that's just what happens to Will Fuller. But that's fine with me because we're going to go ahead and take Brandon Cooks here. I feel like he's not as much of a boom-bust kind of guy and could definitely be very, very safe. He was a guy I looked at last year on the Rams as a super good pick. He's been on the Saints, the Patriots, and he's always He's been a good player, so I think there is some doubt, obviously, about his health, but he should be able to be fine all this year, and I actually have moved up a lot higher on Cooks. Normally, I would go Jones there, though, but I want to talk about different players. Obviously, I don't want to be taking the same guys in every video because, as you guys know, you got to diversify the revenue. As Nick Urcolano says, you got to go ahead and pick different guys in different leagues because just because you really like some guy, you shouldn't draft them in all five of your leagues because if that guy fucking sucks, he's going to tank all of your teams instead of just tanking one. So now we are back up on the clock after we went with David Montgomery and Brandon Cooks through the first eight rounds of the draft. We have Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards, Lair, Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery and Brandon Cooks. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. After we went with Cooks, his teammate Will Fuller came off the board, followed by Marvin Jones, DeAndre Swift, Tom Brady over Josh Allen, which is pretty surprising since I think Josh Allen just has more upside. Tom Brady clearly the more safe pick there, though, even though I think Josh Allen easily finishes over Tom Brady. Deontay Johnson, Sterling Shepard, Kareem Hunt, Matty Ice Ryan. Darius Slayton, Drew Brees, Cam Akers, C.D. Lom, J.K. Dobbins, James White, Henry Ruggs, Christian Kirk, Tariq Cohen, Brandon Cooks, or not Brandon Cooks, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, Jameson Crowder, and Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a sheep pick, going to be someone that a lot of people take. They get all the wide receiver two on the Saints will be good. He'll probably just be okay, but he won't be anything super hot. Like a lot of these guys in the back of the draft are that you could take that have a lot more high upside than him. Uh, Darius Geis is a guy I'm just going to stay clean away from. I don't believe in drafting a guy that I think might just play five games. Ronald Jones is a guy I'm pretty high on. I really think he'd have a great season, strictly off of the fact that the offense is going to be moving so fast. He might just be able to snipe his way straight through the end zone and barrel through there. So right now, I am kind of, this pick is where it gets a bit hard because there's a couple of guys that I really like at the running back position. Philip Lindsay is a guy who I really like, but I could see him having a worse kind of season because while I don't think that Melvin Gordon is going to be the workhorse kind of back, without training camp, there's a 100% chance that that just might be their plan and it might be just what happens. So I'm going to go with the guy who's safer to me and that's Jordan Howard. I really think we could see Jordan Howard get a whole shitload of carries this year. He's been in a thousand yard rusher multiple times in the NFL. While his hands are bricks, they're made of butter because he couldn't catch the ball if you fucking paid him to. Because he literally, when he was on the Bears, there was an article that came out. Oh, Jordan Howard is standing in front of the jugs machine catching 100 passes a day. Turns out the jugs machine didn't fucking do anything because his hands are still as slippery as they get. So right now, we'll either go with running back. We only have three wide receivers. We have one, two, three, four, five running backs. So we could go running back. We could go ahead and go wide receiver. And I think the move here would to be to go get another running back who I think has higher type of upside. And since we did go with Jordan Howard, I will take a more of a risk in Philly. Philip Lindsay, even though I think Philip Lindsay will be fine, I think going to running backs here really solidifies the fact that we have a guaranteed guy in Jordan Howard and more of a kind of more of a risk in Philip Lindsay. After we went with Philip Lindsay, his teammate Jerry Judy came out the board, followed by Keyshawn Vaughn, Sony Michelle, Justin Jefferson, Marlon Mack, John Brown, 
Gronk, Matt Breida, 49ers defense, McCole Hardman, Steelers defense, Williams, Damian Williams, bike to bike, Williams, Me- uh, Michael Pittman, Carryon Johnson, Bills defense, Tyler Higby, Anthony Miller, Tim Coleman, Alshon, Jeffrey, Golden Tate, and Preston Williams. So three defenses go in the ninth and tenth round. Don't be taking a defense until the last round. You're really going to regret it. The same defense that you thought was great last year is not going to be great again because that's just what fucking happens. The Bears, everyone's drafted as number one. They sucked ass. The year before that, the Jaguars were being drafted as number Number one, they sucked ass. So it's just what happens. The defenses get hot, they get cold, they're in, then they're out, they're up, then they're down. So now it is our turn to pick. We definitely need to go ahead and snag some wide receivers here with some upside. First, we're going to go ahead and snag Nikhil Harry, wide receiver of the New England Patriots, a guy who I really think has some upside. While obviously I don't believe Cam Newton is necessarily the best quarterback in the NFL, he's definitely a step up to me from Stidham. So I think Nikhil Harry should be able to have just a fine season. Obviously, last year he was a guy that was looked at as a guy that could really break out as a rookie but it turned out that the only thing breaking was his fucking leg or whatever because the guy ended up getting hurt and then he comes back and then Tom Brady's like no 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 to Kembe no 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 I'm not throwing you the fucking ball because we don't have the chemistry because that's just what he does so now we are going to go ahead and snag another high upside wide receiver or we're going to have to go ahead and get a tight end here we are in the 11th round so my favorite tight end here is Hayden Hurst if Hayden Hurst was not available we got to make sure we get him then I probably would have went with a guy like Janu Smith Dallas Godert or Jack Doyle all guys that are like Hayden Hurst is on the Atlanta Falcons. He gets traded from the Baltimore Ravens, and this Atlanta system is meant for the tight end. Austin Hooper last year played 13 games, almost eclipsed 100 targets in 13 games. If Hayden Hurst could play all 16, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy got near 100 receptions. This offense is going to be very, very pass-heavy, the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL last year with Dirk Cutter. I don't see a reason why it changes under Dirk Cutter this year, and I think we see Matt Ryan have an even better season because there is the Matty Ice theory, trademarked by yours truly, Notorious his fantasy. It's he has a good season, then a great season. Good, great, good, great. Last year he had the good. This year it is going to be great. I really believe in Hayden Hurst. I think he's a super talented tight end that a lot of people are sleeping on because they probably have no idea that Hayden Hurst is even any good because he was the backup due to Mark Andrews having an excellent season last year. Now we are going to wait for our next pick. We still don't have a defense. We still don't have a kicker. We still don't have a quarterback, but that's fine. We'll probably draft another wide receiver and then go ahead and draft the quarterback position. There's a lot of guys late in the draft at quarterback that I really like. I don't draft two quarterbacks or two um, defense. Not defenses. You never draft never draft two kickers. Never draft two defenses. If you're in a 12-team league, I typically only draft one quarterback and one tight end. While if you want to take a risk and not get a guy like Hayden Hurst, who I believe has top five potential, and you're going to go ahead and get Gasicki, and you're going to get Smith, go ahead and put two together. I don't hate that, but I do only like getting one quarterback in my draft. So we're going to go ahead and do something a bit different here. Typically, this would be the Danny Dimes pick, maybe a Big Ben pick. But here, I'm going to go ahead and go with Matty Snapback. We have Kenny Galladay. We're going to have the 1-2 connection to the 1-2 Mayweather of Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. Obviously, there's injury concerns with Matt Stafford. I'm not going to go ahead and lie to you and say, oh, his back is perfectly fine because I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. He played eight games last year, 16 the season before, and he he got hurt at the end of 2018 and played through a back injury last year. He just said, fuck it. I'm out. I'm not going to just play with a hurt back and break my back even more. So if he can stay healthy, I think Kenny Galladay and him are going to be an amazing staff. Stack. If he gets hurt, it's in a 12-team league. You can easily pick up a guy like Horsecock, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, maybe even Derek Carr in some plus matchups, and you'll be perfectly fine. So we're going to go ahead and go Matty Snapback, who last season was on an MVP pace. He was playing the best Matt Stafford we've ever seen, and Matt Stafford is just a pretty good quarterback. He'll probably end up 
if he plays for long enough, he could be a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's how good he is. He's just a very safe guy, a guy that's going to throw for a zillion yards, throw for a bunch of touchdowns because they don't really run the ball that much. Even though a lot of people are really buying into that running game and DeAndre Swift, I say Dikembe, no, no, no. But we're going to go ahead and get Matty Snap back here and then attack the wide receiver position. To me, there's a couple of guys I like here. I do like the upside of Randall Cobb being maybe the only wide receiver who could stay healthy in Houston. I also like guys like Mr. Corey Davis, who I don't actually, I don't like Corey Davis, but maybe this is just the year, this might be the fifth year breakout where it finally happens for him. I like Alan Lazard, not as much as everyone else does. I also like Brandon Ayuk, who I think could have a great first couple of weeks of the season. So we're going to go ahead and draft the Ayuk man here. Out of college, obviously, was a pretty talented player, and he looks to be that number one role in San Francisco. As long as Debo's out week one, him and Debo kind of play a similar version of football. They play a similar game. So I don't see a reason why Mr. Jimmy Guap wouldn't throw the ball his way. After we drafted Brandon Ayuk and Matthew Stafford, it's now getting time to draft that kicker and that defense, but I will name off all the other players if there's anyone notable that I want to talk about. Justin Jefferson, Indianapolis Colts, Adrian Peterson, Antonio Gibson, both Washington running backs going back-to-back, Michael Jordan, 96-97. Woo! Phillip Rivers, Chase Edmonds, Devontae Freeman, who's not even on the team, Austin Hooper, uh, Carlos Hyde, Anthony McFarlane, Jamal Williams, Danny Dimes, Tampa Bay defense, Baker the Faker Mayfield, Justin Rawweiser, who I don't even know why he's being drafted that high, because maybe just because he's the New England kicker, maybe because they don't believe they're going to be scoring that many points. That could be why. TJ Hawkingod, Darrington Evans, Harrison Bucker the Fucker, who's clearly way better than Justin, that's clearly way better than Raw Weiser and Justin Tucker as well. Uh, Dallas Goddard, Mike Kosicki, Rashad Penny, who seems like he's going to start the season on the PUP, physically unable to participate, so I don't know if I really want to go ahead and draft him. I'd rather draft Carlos Hyde if you're looking for a backup there. So now we got to draft our kicker and our defense. First, we're going to go ahead and snag our kicker, Mr. Willie Lutz. The guy's good year in and year out. You know the New Orleans team is going to be good, but when they need to kick a field goal from 40 yards away, 50 yards away, Will Lutz is fucking automatic. And then we're going to have to go ahead and snag a defense. To me, there is one defense that stands above them all, and that is the L.A. Superchargers. Week 1, they play up against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, so a very easy Week 1 matchup, especially since it seems like the preseason right now it's only two games. Maybe it gets cut down to zero, so that would be even worse for Joe Burrow's chances to do anything against the Chargers defense. That is a good defense anyways, but just has that plus matchup. And then you know what you do Week 2? You just cut them once they play the Chiefs. You find a new defense. I'm going to make videos about it, so make sure to subscribe. There's going to be videos about defenses every single week so you guys can win your fantasy football fucking championship. So now we are going to have to draft. Never, actually. We're not drafting anymore. There's a bunch of defenses, a bunch of kickers. Shout out to my man, Young Ho Koo, going into 15-11 because my old bitch is lame, but my Young Ho is cool. So drafting at the number one spot, we actually had a pretty solid team. Obviously, we took Christian McCaffrey with our first overall pick. That's an automatic pick for me to recap our team. So I think we ended up with a pretty solid team, even though I prefer when I want to be a swing pick. I don't like being number one. I prefer to be towards the back of the draft. Last three picks, 10, 11, or 12 for me. Snag two elite running backs back. Back to back. So we went with Christian McCaffrey, then Cly- I'll just recap the team from top down. Matthew Snapback is our starting quarterback. Obviously, some super high upside there from a guy who really tore it up last season before his back got torn up. CMC, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who could be really good this season, I think will be really good this season. Kenny Galladay, Terry McLaurin to start our wide receiver core. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Jonathan Taylor, who could easily be replaced for maybe Dave Montgomery or Brandon Cooks week one. Maybe even Brandon Ayuk if you're feeling a bit dangerous or you want to be a bit safe with a guy like Montgomery or 
Cooks, and our defense and kicker are the LA Chargers and Will Lutz. Our bench is comprised of Dave Montgomery, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Howard, Philip Lindsay, Nikhil Harry, and Brandon Nayuk. So if you guys did end up enjoying at any point in this video, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I'll see you guys with yet another banger of a video tomorrow. Peace out.